Uh-huh. We were all over each other. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Pastor Phil here once again at New Life in Christ Church, and just want to welcome you all to our online service. We have a special treat today. We have uh, with us Josh Hickman, who is a, a very proficient worship leader that I've worked with before and uh, have a lot of respect for him. Also, uh, his dad, Tim, who is one of our board members here, is going to be bringing the message today, and so we appreciate him, and he always has uh, something very relevant. You know, he, he really uh, seeks the Lord about uh, what he is to um, what he is to speak on, and I can't speak for Josh about song. No, I'm kidding. No, no, his his songs will be uh, spirit led as well. So uh, before we get into this, uh, let's go ahead and and I have a few announcements. So just want to let everyone know once again, uh, our church's website is nliccedarcreek.org. Uh, if you want to look us up and and find out more about us, if you're uh, if you're unfamiliar with us, uh, you can find all the information about what we believe and everything on there. Uh, we also have the link to our YouTube page there as well as our uh, uh, Facebook page, and if you'd uh, like and subscribe those things, that would help us and uh, help us to possibly get to know you, and if you have questions or prayer requests, you can send them our way. Uh, we also have uh, uh, three ways to give now, so you can, you can give by text, which the number will be on the screen, uh, or you can click in the link in this video description, um, which is underneath the video that you're watching, or you can uh, give by mail, which uh, the uh, church's uh, physical or mailing address, excuse me, is going to be on the screen as well. And uh, once again, just again, if you have prayer requests, it's appropriate to bring it up since we're about to pray <laughs> into the service. So if you if you have prayer requests, please send those our way um, or questions or, or anything like that. And um, that being said, let's go ahead and pray and get into worship, shall we? Father God, we thank you so much for your uh, your will. And uh, we thank you for your plan in the earth. And Lord, uh, we ask uh, that as we meet together here, uh, even even virtually, we we may be uh, parted physically, but we are united in Christ, and we are of the same spirit, and there's no distance in the spirit. And so I, I pray that you bless our time together, Father, and pray, Lord, that you have your way during this service. Um, we just love you, and we want to praise you and give you all the honor. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take it away.
every house, every bedroom, every living room, wherever you may be watching. Holy Spirit, begin to stir up a hunger for more in every heart, in every spirit, in every mind.
invite you, Holy Spirit, to come. Have your way.
So here I am to worship, here I am to bow, here I am to say, you're my God, you're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together one.
Holy Spirit, I ask that you bless my dad, Tim, as he delivers a word from your heart. Holy Spirit, anoint every word coming out of his mouth right now. Let it pierce hearts. Let it cut through confusion and let it provide real help to those who need it. Holy Spirit, let your power go forth on every word that he speaks forth today. Jesus, it's in your authority that we ask. Amen. Thank you, Josh. Amazing, amazing. I uh, pardon us while we transition here. Are we better? We uh, we're grateful, Lord, that you've uh, allowed us to do this. Father, it's, it's, it's good that we can come even by video, Lord, to uh, in people's homes that they may receive, Father God, all that you have for them. Father, I ask that you would bless Josh as he goes out. 
for bringing such remarkable praise and worship to this house and to your homes. It's, uh, it's kind of interesting ministering with my son. It's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a passion of mine that uh, we would uh, touch people, and it, it's good to uh, be able to do that because of the working of the Holy Spirit that uses him and me, Pastor Phil. I'm blessed to be here today. What I have decided to call this, this particular lesson, or this particular word, if you will, going out, is uh, reasoning together about our cares. I think there's not anybody that doesn't have some sort of care. You know, and of course, there's good cares, there's bad cares, there's anxieties. Um, and this is what we're talking about, the, the, the cares that, that tear us down or try to tear us down, and the anxieties that we have. Um, but more about that here in a minute. I, uh, <clears throat> I will tell you that I've had a, a particular care about even doing this um, because it's, it's out of my comfort zone, you know, and sometimes God takes us out of our comfort zone. It's a care that we have, you know, but I've learned over the years and for many different reasons that I have to trust God. I have notes that I can read a whole lot better if I put these on. You know, I grew up and my cares were not as preeminent, if you will, in my younger days. You know, I did my job when I was a kid. I played. When I got older... A little bit, I played. My, I guess my care there was if I didn't get to play. You know, I got pretty anxious about that. But in all of this, I grew up and even though I played, and I played hard all through school and high school, you know, band was really a lot of fun in high school. It uh, continued playing. I never really knew what I wanted to do. I never knew how to do anything, so I thought. And it was, uh, it began to bother me some, but I just let it pass. But, you know, like, like so many others, you know, we, uh, we, we do what we do. And we let, uh, pardon me while I try to fix this. Um, we uh, still like playing a whole lot. But it wasn't until I was considerably older that I figured out that uh, playing wasn't going to cut it. Not in the kingdom anyway. Not that there's not fun doing kingdom work. There is. And sometimes I would have that care and that 
anxiety about, okay, what is it I'm supposed to do? But one day at home, and I was older, you know, probably getting pretty close to retirement, um, I heard the Lord speak to me. And that wasn't an audible voice, you know, and I know sometimes people get a little freaky about God speaks to you. Well, yeah, he does. He speaks to all of us. And we can hear him if we're listening. And I was happen, I happened to be listening that particular day. And what I heard him tell me was, I can tell you what you want to do. That got my attention. Because what he said then stuck with me. He says, you want to tell people about Jesus. And that was all he said. I got real excited about it. I got really excited about it. My wife was in our little kitchen area, and I told her, I said, you know what? God just spoke to me and told me what I wanted to do. She said, what's that? I said, I want to tell people about Jesus. She said, really? I said, yes, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I want to do. I finally, I finally know now. <laughs> God was right. Imagine that. God was right. Well, it has remained true ever since that point, you know, and it is still a desire of mine and I try to do just that, you know. And in, and in ministering and in talking to people about Jesus, there's been something that I have found out, and it's talking about our cares, our anxieties, the things that trouble us, the things that we hold on to that God doesn't necessarily want us to hold on to. As a matter of fact, um, there's healing for some, for many, in this area. Um, because sometimes people are, are really debilitated by the anxieties they have, you know, and they're upset or they don't know how to do. And, and that's the thing. And you can look at somebody and say and read the scripture to them that says, and this is from 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. It says, therefore, humble yourselves. And in the Amplified, it says, demote, lower yourself in your own estimation. Under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Now there's multiple lessons in that one verse. I will tell you there's a plethora, if you will, of lessons in that one verse. Just even humbling yourself, you know, and they kind of define it, you know, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation. Now, it, it led me to and reminded me of Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. And, and it's a very familiar scripture with, with a lot of people. It says, lean on, Trust in and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct and make straight your paths. It says and make straight and plain your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. Well, that led me to another verse. And it's also a very familiar verse. And it, uh, it carries a great deal of emphasis in my heart these days. 
And I'm going to read it from two different versions. First, in the New American Standard, it says, And my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. And I think many of you understand that we're in a, uh, a time period in this country where our land needs to be healed. But in the Amplified, it reads this way. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and that word crave also denotes to me, be hungry for, crave something, be hungry. Are we hungry for the Lord? And require of necessity my face. How much do we need God? Is it necessary to have God in our lives? To have Jesus in our lives? To have Holy Spirit in our lives? My answer is yes. It is a necessity. We need Him. And turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Now, 2 Chronicles 7.14 is is one of those verses that I refer to as the if-then verse. Or one of the if-then verses. You know, if we do, if God's people do my will, then I will honor them. I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Now, how does this connect to uh, the first Peter verse? Well, we're talking about humbling ourselves, for one. You know, Demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation. You know, you ask yourself the question, how do I do that? That's a very good question. My, my first suggestion is, number one, do as Second Chronicles 7.14 says and Require the necessity of my face. Seek his face. Seek him. Pray about it. And it's like, okay, so you tell me to pray. I do tell you to pray. I suggest it strongly. Even if you think you don't know how, God hears our prayers. And he answers our prayers. If you you ask for him to help you to be humble, he helps you with that prayer because that's what he's desiring. And in the, in the rest of the verse, in that, that in due time he may exalt you. You know, and, and, and ties in again like what I said with the, three, the Proverbs 3, 5, and 7 verse. He says, be not wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord. That in time he may exalt you in, from First Peter 5, 6, and 7. Let God raise you up. Don't try to do it yourself. You know, I've done so many things myself over the years and I've never really had any very, very good success doing it. So I'm kind of really partial to the idea of letting God help and letting God do the things that I tend to mess up. Uh, and I'm probably not the only one in, uh, 
creation that has ever done that very thing. You know, I think there's a lot of a lot of it going on today, and it's not a whole lot different than it has been in the past. Um, you would think that over 2,000 years we would have grown some in some of these areas, but sometimes it just really doesn't seem like it. You know, another 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 verse that that I've liked in 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 reasoning about. Reasoning together about our cares is something that uh, is written in the Psalms. And this is also from the Amplified Bible. David speaks and says, cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. Did you know that these burdens, these, these cares, these anxieties weigh you down? I've heard people when we prayed for them, when my, when my wife and I were praying for them, when we, when we pray for them and they feel this release, okay, of, of, of a care that they have. I've heard them say many times, ah, I feel so much lighter. You know, and it's a spiritual thing for sure. You know, but it's true. I've experienced it myself, having people prayed for me. You do feel lighter because the weight of it has been lifted off of you. God has delivered you from that anxiety, from that care. And it's, it's healing to your heart. It's healing to your spirit. Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and He will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. But you, O God, will bring down the wicked into the pit of destruction, Men of blood and treachery shall not live out half their days. But I will trust in, lean on, and confidently rely on you. Goes back to the Proverbs. Be not wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord. And in the verse, the, the verse above, do not rely on your own insight or understanding. See, we're connecting some dots here, and I love to connect dots. Anybody that knows me can tell you that. But before I go on, I want to remind you that one of the words that's, that, that I pointed out to you was the word crave that was used in the, the, the Second Chronicles 7.14 in the Amplified. Crave. Have a hunger for the God. Let God put such a hunger in, in, in your heart for Him that what I'm talking about these cares that you want to get rid of, that you don't want to carry anymore, that you want the weight of it lifted off of you, turn to Him, humble yourself, be hungry for Him to receive His Word, to let Him fill you up with your Holy Spirit. Crave Him. Hunger for Him. You know, there was, there was a pastor that, uh, that spoke about being hungry and he talked about when you walk into the church doors be hungry but when you walk out of the church doors be hungrier be hungrier we're to be more hungry for God when we leave than when we came in that's that's craving that's hunger that's desiring God in place of to be specific about this cares to be more even more specific are anxieties those things that hold us back those things that trouble us we 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 can let them go 
We can. But it's very important to remember something about letting go of these cares. Okay? And it's like salvation. When we, when we, we accept Jesus as, as, as Lord, as Savior, when we confess Him that He is our King of kings and Lord of lords, when we acknowledge that He was raised from the dead, that we confess Him, we believe in our hearts. Romans 8, or Romans 10, 9 and 10 rather. If you read those verses, you'll, you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But you see, those sins, once we, once we turn them loose and over to God, our cares and our anxieties, once we turn them over to Him, they're not ours anymore. You can let go of them. Don't even try to hold on to them. Because Jesus paid the price and He bought those with His blood. They're His now. They're not ours. We really don't even have a right to go back and try to get them. But some people don't want to let go. So that's one of the ways is be willing. Be willing to let God take you out of your comfort areas, your comfort zones, and let go. There's an old expression, let go and let God. I know many of you have probably heard that. Well, there's a lot of truth to that little short phrase. You know, you've got to let God do it. So Psalms 55, 23 again. Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and He will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. Consistently righteous. good phrase if we're doing what God wants us to do if we're in right standing with God if Jesus is our Lord and Savior he's the one that makes us righteous and if we hold on to him if we stay connected to the vine if you will then we can be consistently righteous I'm having a hard time with that word pardon me You know, so in a sense, it makes us immovable. You know, the word says in, in Ephesians to stand and to stand firm. That's being immovable to me. I don't know what y'all think. But that's what I think. But you, O God, will bring down the wicked into the pit of destruction. Men of blood and treachery shall not live out half their days. But I will trust in, lean on, and confidently rely on you. You see, there's a big key right there. Confident rely on, confidently rely on you, Lord. We confidently rely on you. You know, that, that would be a good thing to, to declare over yourself if you're having troubles getting loose of some of, these, some of these cares and anxieties that you have. Lord, I will confidently rely on you. I believe what you say. I believe that your word is true. And that if I can turn these loose, Lord God, I can turn these loose because you say I can. Because you're there for me to do that. You are my help. You are my strong tower, Lord God. I think uh, so much of this really kind of depends on ourselves too and our frame of mind. 
in our thought lives. You know, the thought life comes into it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that or not. Sure you can. Because Jesus says you can. Now, that may be kind of a hard line to take. But honestly, I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. We can do it. But not without him. He has to help us. He wants to help us. He's there for us. You know, and, and there's a few scriptures that I have. And yes, I'm basing this all on scripture, all on the Bible. You know, God gives us his divine support. What do I mean by that? Well, the, the, the Psalms says a lot about that. In Psalms 18, verse 35, taken from the New American Standard Bible, you have also given me the shield of your salvation, and your right hand upholds me, and your gentleness makes me great. You know, we can, we can rely on the Lord. You know, and if you're seeking the Lord, or if you're seeking to fill a spot that's empty, you know, and you've never given your heart to the Lord before, you've never accepted Him as Lord and Savior, now may be the time. Now is the time. Because there's, there, there's, there's benefits. You know, because He'll give you the shield of, of, of your salvation to help you. You know, it's a process that we go through sometimes, a lot of times. I'm still going through a process. But without knowing the Lord, you're lost. But coming to Him, uh, it, I promise you it will change your life. You have also given me the shield of your salvation, and your right hand upholds me. You know, God holds on to us. He really does. He upholds us. He, Jesus advocates for us with the Father. And your gentleness, gentleness makes me great. And I'm still working on that part of that verse. Your gentleness makes me great. God is so gentle with us. You know, and, and that's not a picture a lot of people see about God. That God's gentle. You know, it, it, it's, it's like God's an angry God. He's really not. Can he get that way? Yes, he has. But honestly, God is love. God is gentle. God is kind. He's generous. His word says that it's his desire that all men come to a knowledge of the truth and are saved. I may have that paraphrased badly, but that's what it means. In Psalms 37, 17, it says, For the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord sustains the righteous. See, again, there is, the God, there is God who sustains us, who keeps us going, who walks with us, who lifts us up, who gives us strength, who is our strong tower, who is our refuge. He cares for us. And that includes in relieving you of your burdens, relieving you of the cares that you have 
that are holding you down. Because he doesn't want you being held down. None of us, none of us has to walk wounded. God doesn't want us to be wounded. His, his, one of his names is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And that's all kinds of healings, physical healings. Psychological hearing, healings. Emotional healings. You know, anxiety. Depression. Doesn't have to be a part of your life. It doesn't. Fearfulness. Hatred. Doesn't have to be a part of your life. Anger. Doesn't have to be a part of your life. You can give it up. It's an anxiety. It's a care. It's a stressor in your life. God wants us to be loving and kind. And you can be. It's possible. His word says so. And these are the things that say it. Psalms 41.12 As for me, you uphold me in my integrity. Want to be a man or woman of integrity? Stick close to the Lord. And you set me in your presence forever. Oh, what a promise to be in the house of the Lord forever, to be in front of him forever and ever. That's a promise. And you set me in your presence forever. Going back to the immovable saints. Psalms 15.5 says, He does not put out his money at interest, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things will never be shaken. A man of integrity, a man of good character, a man connected to the Lord, connected to the vine, whom is righteous, that Jesus made him righteous, will not be shaken. You will be immovable. You can say, no, I'm not going to do that because that would not please the Lord. I'm going to do this that does please the Lord. Or I'm going to speak this word that does please the Lord. Psalm 16.8, another example of being immovable. I have set the Lord continually before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Again, another word, evidence that points to God that he is right there. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And it's true. He won't. For the king trusts in the Lord. Psalm 21, 7. For the king trusts in the Lord. And through the loving kindness of the Most High, he will not be shaken. See, it's also God's loving kindness that sustains us, that makes us immovable. Because when we have the loving kindness of the Lord on us, in us, surrounding us, why would we move from that? It doesn't make sense. So if I'm not feeling his loving kindness, which anxiety, perhaps, is keeping us from that? Which care is it that we have focused on is keeping us from that? You know, you can ask, why am I feeling so anxious? You know, and, and are, are fearful. You know, there's a lot of people fearful of the coronavirus these days. Did you know that? Maybe you're one of them. You know, there's a lot of people afraid of what's going on in, in cities like 
Portland and Seattle and Washington, D.C., you know, we see all sorts of bad things. I remember growing up, I saw a lot of bad things. 1968, National Democratic Convention. There was a lot of bad things going on. I was young, not too young. I remember it. I was a junior in high school. See, these, these things come around. These things come around. And we have to deal with them. But rather than being fearful, we can cast our cares on the Lord. We can cast our anxieties on the Lord and know that God's got our back. He's got us covered. We don't have to fear. Does it mean that we're going to not have troubles? No, we're going to have troubles. He tells us that. But he gives us the way to not have anxiety about it because we can trust him. We can be close to him. Psalm 46, 5. And I'm not going to go into a whole lot of explanation on this, but God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. God's help is available to us. God's help is available to the entire church. And here's the crux of it all. Here's the, here's the, the reason why this is all possible. In three verses, starting in Matthew 8.17, I'm going to read from the New Testament first. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. Jesus did that. Jesus Christ of Nazareth did that. He did that for us. He did it for all of us. He did it for every one of us that are saved. He's done it for every one of us that will be saved. And it's his desire that all men would accept that and come to him and let him embrace you. Let him touch your lives and teach you and keep you safe and let him be your rock of refuge. Your mighty tower, your strong tower. Don't do this on your own. Let him help. Let him help. Isaiah 53, 4. Surely our griefs he bore him, him, he himself bore. Surely our griefs he himself bore. And our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. You know, in his day, when he walked the earth, when he was speaking his message, when he was healing, performing miracle signs and wonders, there were many that did not like Jesus. Those were the ones that crucified him. But he went willingly. He knew it was his purpose. And he knew what the reason was for. And it was for our benefit that we might be saved Jesus shed his blood and was resurrected. And John 19, 17 says, They took Jesus, therefore, and he went out, bearing his own cross to the place called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew, Golgotha. And there is the place 
where Jesus was hung on a tree. Took on our sins. And died. He shed his blood and died. For us. And I stand in awe of what he did for us. I am so glad that the Lord saved me. I am so grateful. I've said this before many times, and many of you know this, that we cannot exaggerate God's goodness. That he would send his son to die for us, that our sins could be forgiven, and that our cares and our anxieties can be removed from us and it goes back to this one verse and I believe this isn't just a verse for our land necessarily but it says and my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I think if we employ that, that thought, that idea, that principle, you know, we can apply it to ourselves and we can understand then, first off, I need to be humble. I don't need to be prideful. I'm a sinner. Lord, Forgive me. Lord, I want to be hungry for you. Lord, I want to see your face. Heal my heart, Lord. That I may walk with you. That I may live a worthy life. A life that pleases you, Father. That's my prayer. That's my prayer for all of you. That you can realize that you can cast your cares, all your anxieties, on the Lord. He will help you. He will be there for you. You will stand. He will uphold you. He will hold you in His arms and He will love you. And when you feel the love of God in your life, You'll never be the same. I love you guys. That's all I have for this evening. Or this morning, I should say. I, uh, I pray that this has touched your hearts. I pray that you think about this. And that uh, it will mean something to you. So in Jesus' name, we say amen and amen. Bye-bye.